0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Cheyenne Hills Podcast, Verse by Verse. We know it's often hard to find time to spend studying God's Word, so we're happy you can join us as we read, unpack, and discuss Scripture every Tuesday and Thursday. We hope you enjoy the program.
1: Well, hello there. Welcome to our Cheyenne Hills podcast, verse by verse. We are going through Genesis. I am Renee Minder. I'm the executive minister here at Cheyenne Hills Church. I have Ken Will with me, who is our resident theologian, as well as Austin Meissner, our youth director. And we're here today to just... Go through uh, Genesis. We have uh, looked at Joseph's life. We are, if it, if this were an action movie, we are at the climax, and so we have seen where Joseph was in charge of the grain and helped uh, helped store grain during the good years, and then is distributing it while the the whole world is in famine, and we have seen where um, where his brothers. All of a sudden come in to see him and they bow before him. And so we recognize that that first dream that Joseph had when he was a young boy has all of a come true. And so we are starting now in Genesis 42, verses 8.
0: And Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And Joseph remembered the dreams that he had had dreamed of them. And he said to them, you are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of my land. They said to him, No, my lord, your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies. I find that funny. We are honest men. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we are, we are honest people. Yeah. No. They're trying
1: to convince themselves, too, I think.
0: Just yeah. like today, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I try, like that's what we talk about. We're, we're, we're constantly trying to remind students that you, we're not good people without Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. when, when we, at the moment, we think all of a sudden. Yes, I'm good. On I, I helped a little old lady across the street. Like, like, that, yeah. So, like, you only did that for some selfish reason. You wanted the merit badge for the Boy Scouts, or like, take take your pick of something. But, like, we see here. We were kind of talking about it last week. Of my revelation of of the significance of the first revelation uh, and the dream. But Joseph, in verse eight and nine, uh, right here, he says, "And Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed of them, that, and he said to them that." So, like, the moment he's like, "Oh, hey." Like I remember this from five chapters ago. <laughs> well, it wasn't for them. It was so almost twenty years ago, I remember this dream now. And then yeah. uh, let's uh, like, w- like for the him, it almost seems like revenge. Almost at the the moment because it would almost indicate like, oh my gosh, he's nope. What what Renee said was wrong. He hasn't forgot. He's like. I'm- I got the whip now, and we're going to town. Like, yes, this is my turn. Um, And so I just think it's really interesting that he himself does it, and they won't recognize him until obviously later. But uh, starting again in verse 12, he said to them, "'No, it is the nakedness of the land that you have come to see.' And they said, "'We, your servants, are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is no more.' But Joseph said to them, "'It is as I said to you, you are spies.' By this you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not go from this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you and let him bring your brother while you remain confined, that your words may be tested, whether there is truth in you, or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. And he put them all together in custody for three days. Um, one of the things, I don't know, I don't know as reading this, uh, I, I noticed, is the nakedness aspect that he brings forth. Um uh, twice right like mm-hmm. he, he did in nine and then again in, in 12 and uh, tying that all the way back so I, I wasn't even here yet um all the way back to earlier this year in genesis that one of the first sins was um what was it ham that looked oh, upon noah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and we see that like so like so even even amongst egyptians i think it's really the way god has put his his laws and his sins in our heart like that Oh, like to use that phrase and say, well, you've come to see the barrenness of our land and how Mm -hmm. shameful and how bad that is for one another. And it's like, like to any nationalist, I guess at the time that would make sense. Well, I don't want you to see this. This is, this is terrible. And think of how we would try to hide those Mm -hmm. things that are wrong in our lives from Mm -hmm. those who might be coming to kind of gawk and do something. But again, that's Mm -hmm. just my, my brain blabber from while I'm reading. Um, didn't know if you guys had anything in those, those things, uh, verse 18 On the third day Joseph said to them Do this and you will live for I fear God If you are honest men let one of your brothers remain confined where you are in custody and let the rest go and carry grain for the famine of your households and bring your youngest brother to me so your words will be verified and you shall not die And they did so They said to one another In truth we are guilty concerning our brother and what and that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged us and we did not listen That is why this distress has come upon us And Reuben answered them, Did I not tell you not to sin against the boy? But you did not listen. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. They did not know that Joseph understood them, for there was an interpreter between them. Then he turned away from them and wept, and he returned to them and spoke to them, and he took Simeon from them and bound them before their eyes.
1: I think it's interesting here that Joseph is, uh, it's like all of a sudden he's remembered, you know, even though he had drawn this line, I'm I'm gonna forget about my family. All of a sudden, he's presented with his brothers right before him, and he's like he he's trying to test and see whether his younger brother is still alive or whether they did to his younger brother of what they did to him. And um, I think it's just really interesting how it is kind of this back and forth dialogue of putting them in prison and 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 listening in on what they're saying. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Is is that they're in prison and they're trying to figure out why they're there, and there there could have been a lot of reasons why we we're there. Well, he said they're spies. He could have said it's because we're Hebrews. He could have said it's because you know we're tall, dark, and handsome. Instead, what they zeroed in on was their guilt. It was like they remembered years before when they had taken Joseph and and threw him in the pit. It was like their their guilt came to the surface again. Yeah, and I think that's that's interesting about how our guilt we could not ever shove our guilt down far enough we hope to but we we just can't
0: well I think it also probably points to the fact of how much that one decision actually affected their I mean despite how much territory Jacob had how did that affect Jacob to the point where they they know like yeah. the, to the fact that when we started reading 42 uh, last time that it was you know Jacob was like nope I'm not sending Benjamin now because of what happened to my other son, my, what happened to my favorite son, I'm not letting my youngest now go because of, of, yeah. of that. And so we see just like that snow, the, what I would call the snowball effect of all of a sudden they're like maybe connecting the, you know, we, we try to, to blame God sometimes, but they're, they're, they're on doing it on a massive scale. Well, because of this 20 some odd years ago, now, all of a sudden we are reaping the rewards in due time for what we did. Yeah. So,
1: and you said something about guilt. What, what were you Yeah. Saying? Uh, pastor that i heard years ago made an appropriate statement i thought he he said time does not erase guilt you know we, maybe grief will fade over time uh, happiness fades over time obviously several different emotions fade over time but guilt does not mm-hmm. i mean you know we can kind of suppress it or or try and uh, avoid it but circumstance arises and boom it's right back there and here in this case there
0: well I mean I think that even points to the greater truth of that the guilt is eternal right so even like before sin I mean with sin and any sin the guilt for that is eternal like the only way it's paid is is by death and and ultimately the pointing then forward to Jesus of he, he's the only eternal payment that could cover that eternal debt that we owe because of guilt well, that, that's a really apt statement I think
1: well and i I just see how important it is for us to to confess and ask for forgiveness um, daily, uh, you know, whenever appropriate. Whenever we have these guilt feelings, go to another person, ask for forgiveness. Um, guilt is something that really uh, stagnates our spiritual growth, stagnates our relationships with others. And um, I, I just I think that's interesting that they knew ex- their guilt was was right there at the service right there at the surface. They didn't, they didn't dance around and try to find other reasons why they were in prison. They had this guilty feeling. This is because of what we did to Joseph. And what I love here is that they didn't realize that Joseph could understand and this confession, this conf- he could see that their guilt, you know, a, a pathological person would not feel this guilt. Mm-hmm. And so he knew he, he knew that they felt guilty about it and their confession caused him to break down and cry. Um, I, I, I think that, I mean, man, that had to be so powerful. I, I don't know whether he was thankful that he could hear their confession or whether just the, the sound of it, just it broke his heart that they realized what they did was wrong.
0: Yeah. And I think before we kind of close this, I think pointing out, uh, the fact that he took Simeon, um, or well, and not Reuben or not any of the others like and the reason why he did that is because like as we saw back Reuben actually was trying to make provision for Joseph all the way back when he got first thrown into the pit like he had left he wasn't actually a part of the the party who did the. The I don't know hog tying so to speak and and yeah. throwing him in there like he came back and they saw this and then left to go get some supplies to get him out of the situation and so he takes uh my commentary uh, as we were talking about earlier he says he kept hostage not Reuben who was the firstborn of Jacob but Simeon who was the oldest brother who willingly participated against in the crimes against Joseph and so he's he's right. taking the the person who uh, would have been responsible legally also right, uh, right. in that time frame
1: yeah so. yeah so. Very good. So, any personal applications? We've kind of t- talked around, around about it, but um, any any further thoughts here? Well, just uh, as far as confession of uh, confession to those we've offended and confession to God. I mean, it's it's a healing of the soul mm-hmm. to
0: confess. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I think I think that's I think that's the big one because uh, I think. Romans one is a, is a common passage that I always go to when talking with students and, and just uh, unbelievers. You you know when you know you did something wrong, guilt is not. God put guilt into mankind not because he wanted us to feel terrible, but because he wanted to point to something greater out there. Uh, and unfortunately, in humanity uh, and in sin, you know we have offered idols and we offer things to we do human sacrifice and we do all these other things that we we've created in other religions. Uh, but the whole reason for guilt was to point to hey, there is somebody out there who can actually take that away. There is somebody who you are accountable to. And so, yeah, I, I think that's a huge part of this.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I, just how weighty this guilt was for them, that they had been carrying it for years and years and years, and how weighty in my own life, how it how it's, a, it's this rock that's around my neck when I don't confess, when I don't go make things right to other people, when I don't ask God for forgiveness, um, that there's this guilt. And and I, I do think that uh, the other thing that I kind of see, too, is that he is testing his brothers. And so when when there's been broken fellowship um, and you forgive them, that doesn't mean that you necessarily trust them. Mm-hmm. It means that they have to earn that trust back. And I, I think it's here that he he just, he's he testing them. He really wants them. to know. Yeah, he are really he... wants to know their heart, their heart motives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why he cried is it all of a sudden that this revelation that they feel that guilt of what they did to, the, to him. Yeah.
0: Whereas as somebody who would accuse, you know, uh- continue to accuse him. You know, if they, if they hadn't felt that guilt, they could be, well, you, you were so uppity and you were just the favorite and you acted that way. And they, I mean, if they really Justified. felt like that, they could, they could have said, well, it's that's like- the reason why we did it. Like if you wouldn't yeah. have done that, we wouldn't have thrown you in a pit. Yeah. Like, like you snarky little turd. Like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, that's, that's the way I could see it. But like, there's even those people in our lives who are like, we forgive them. Oh, sorry. Uh, we forgive them. And then they don't want to come. They're like, well, I, well, thanks for your forgiveness. But if you wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have had to do that. And then right. it's like, like you're, you're almost like, well, you're still feeling guilty about something, obviously, because you're not willing to just lay it down and, yeah. and let's move on in, in fellowship.
1: Right, so. right. And the fact that, it, okay, so in our moments when someone comes and, con, you know, when we hear someone confess about something wrong that they did to us, our, we have some choices to make. We can weep and be broken and want restoration or Joseph could have gone in and he could have demolished them mm-hmm. all. and felt justified he could have justified his actions instead he wept and that really shows how his heart was after god that he 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 was broken because he he sensed their guilt and uh, so in when someone comes to us and asks for forgiveness or we hear that someone feels really guilty about something our response is really key also
0: Right. Well, we'll leave so. Leave it on that cliffhanger.
1: Right? Yeah, we'll leave it on that. Yeah, so Simeon's going to be in jail. Now, what's going to happen? So, anyway, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.